Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 166 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, we are talking all about sober dating and dating sober. It is a solo episode while we're talking about this really, really in-demand topic. On this episode, I'm going to go through all the different coins, if you will, of dating. So drinking and dating, not drinking and dating, um, what it looks like, are you actually ready to date? I'm going to be answering some of your questions and also getting down to the number one mistake most people make while they are dating or while they're thinking about dating. This is a wild ride. So buckle up. Here we go. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we are all about accountability and action to help you make changes with your relationship to alcohol stick. Soberlink is a device and accountability system that uses tech and real-life relationships to do just that. It allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones that can cheer you on and offer you support along your journey. There is nothing like this out there. This unique remote alcohol monitoring system will help you thrive in recovery and stay connected with people who care. For $50 off and a free guide to gaining confidence in early recovery, visit www.soberlink.com backslash ASGG. Like I said, this is a wild ride. I hope you are buckled in. Fasten your seatbelts because we are talking all about sober dating and dating sober. So starting right off the bat here, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Um, I am giving you this dating advice, these dating tips and tricks along the way, along my years. I 
am speaking from a person who is dating for monogamy, for a long-term relationship, or something serious. Um, these tips and tricks can apply to just casually dating. Um, of course, the end game is a bit different. Um, but these rules apply pretty much to all relationships or dating of that nature. Um, that being said, I have dated drunk. <laughs> I'm not even going to say drinking. I'm just going to go, you know, right, right to the chase. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah, I was drunk a lot of the time through um, most of my relationships way back when. And I have dated sober. And like I said, I am a long-term relationship seeker. Um, so when I say long-term relationships, I'm talking about two years and, and beyond. You know, I, I, I like, I'm in it for the long haul. Um, that being said, um, spoiler alert, dating sober is so much better. Oh my gosh, so much less drama, so much less bullshit and fantasy and time that you waste. Oh God, the time that is wasted on drunk dating and trying to find a relationship. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack and you're wasted. It's already tough enough trying to find a needle in a haystack, but then add being wasted on top of that. It's impossible. It is. Um, because you're not honest with yourself. You're not honest with the person or people that you are dating or trying to form relationships with. It's just a relationship based on bullshit. And that gets you nowhere pretty quickly. Or, you know, as you might have noticed, it might take you a couple years to even notice that you're going nowhere very quickly. <laughs> that being said, so I have come up with a couple of steps, if you will, or a roadmap uh, to dating. Like I said, I much prefer dating sober. It is so much more clear. I, I'm not going to use the term easier because I think matters of the heart are never easy. You know, I think we tend, especially as sober women, that we tend to take things already very um, personally and we like to you know overthink things here and there just just a little bit that's just how we are um, so matters of the heart are seem to be a bit heightened and especially around around dating because um, it can feel personal it can feel like rejection it can feel like abandonment and those feelings can trigger old wounds, things that maybe we haven't discovered yet, haven't um, built awareness around, or have really tried to numb out and shut down with other means, such as alcohol and such. Um, so dating can be very triggering. Um, essentially, dating and being in a relationship it doesn't necessarily need to be romantic, but relationships are there as mirrors, right? It's very uh, telling. It's, it can be very triggering because someone else can push buttons and not even know it. And you be, be surprised and be like, whoa, what, 
where is that even coming from? Which wouldn't be triggered or wouldn't come up necessarily if you were on your own, let's say, right? We don't necessarily trigger ourselves or push our own buttons because we are in, and this applies to everyone, everyone in the world, they're in the business of protection. They're in the business of keeping themselves safe at all costs, whatever that looks like, whatever that comfortability will look like. I'm not saying that it's necessarily the best option. It definitely is not the best option all the time, but it is what we are naturally born and, you know, kind of taught or learned along the way to do is to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves safe. And being triggered in a relationship, which again, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It is a great, great place and great opportunity to learn and grow from, but it is still extremely uncomfortable and makes us want to run, hide, shut down, call the whole thing off. So let's talk about sober dating and how to get there. First and foremost, number one, are you ready to date? Honestly, are you actually ready to date? Do you have the emotional capacity, the time, the energy to give to another person? Again, I am, I am prefacing this by, you know, the, our end goal here is to find a long-term partnership or to find a relationship um, if you are into just like casually dating, this, these rules still apply. These rules still apply. Again, the goal, the outcome is going to be different. But anytime you are entering an, a relationship with another person, it's always really nice to be mindful of your own time and energy, of course, but of also of someone else's, right? There's no wrong answer here. I honestly thought I was ready. Turns out, uh, not so much. <laughs> Had to give it a little more, have a little more work to do. Um, don't have, didn't have the uh, time or the energy to really devote to a relationship that I really wanted to show up as. So I, you know, took a step back and now we are ready to mingle. We are single and ready to mingle, my girl. So first and foremost, right now, I want you to answer the question, are you ready to date? Do you have the emotional capacity, the time, the energy to give to another person? Second of all, what do you want? What do you want out of a relationship? As I said before, I, this is a long game for me. I am looking for long-term relationship status up in this baby. Um, so what do you want? What type of relationship are you looking for? Are you looking for monogamy? Are you just looking to date people, to meet people? Are you looking to hook up? Are you looking for a long-term relationship? Now is the time to really do some self-reflection and build that awareness around what you want. Again, there is no wrong answer here. I think a lot of people, 
really shy away from like just wanting to date, like just wanting to keep things casual. Not everyone is looking for something monogamous. Not everyone is looking for a long-term relationship. And that is totally fine. What I need you to be is I need you to be honest with yourself and going forward, honest with people that you meet. No one wants to hurt anyone, right? No one wants to hurt themselves. No one wants to hurt another person and that they come across. And the best way to go about that is to be honest with yourself, to be honest with your needs and your wants. And you're going to see that this honesty and building this self-awareness around your needs and your wants is crucial to dating. It is 1000% mandatory in order to have a healthy, successful relationship, whatever type of relationship you choose or are looking for, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to know what you actually want. So again, is that monogamy? Is that dating people? Is that hooking up? Is that a long-term relationship? Do that self-reflection, build that awareness around what you need and want, what type of relationship you need and want. Number three, moving on, and this is a biggie. This is definitely the number one mistake I see people making all the time when it comes to relationships. And today, we're going to change that. Expectations versus standards. What does that mean? I need you to set your standards for relationships, aka your non-negotiables. So I like to preface, I like to explain expectations as what you oppose on others, as opposed to standards are what you hold for yourself. Now, standards aren't personal. They have absolutely nothing to do with the other person, actually. And they have everything to do with you and your wants and your needs. Expectations is kind of giving the power away. You know, putting, passing the buck onto someone else. When that isn't that isn't great for anyone in a relationship. That isn't great for, for anyone really any of the time. It doesn't feel good. It feels really sticky. Um, it can be extremely disappointing for you and the other person. Expectations just always kind of end in, in heart, heartache. So let's replace expectations with standards. So let me give you an example of what standards are. They can be, I mean, I think the easiest example would be like industry standards. Like, you know, tennis, tennis players only play with a certain type of ball. That is an industry standard. When I was DJing, there was industry standard equipment that every nightclub had. And if that club did not provide that industry standard equipment, Um, it would be really hard or I wouldn't do my job. So what that, what I mean by industry standards. So let's, let me give you an example. So for, um, when I was DJing, 
there was a type of mixer and a type of uh, two CDJs that were, that were needed. Those were industry standards. Those were put on every DJ's rider, basically, at, was a certain model, so like a certain year or a certain model of equipment and above. So when this comes into play for relationships, standards. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Having non-negotiables. Pretend you are that club DJ that literally cannot do their job to the best of their ability if the equipment is not up to par. So how this can translate to relationships looks like this. Writing out a list of what your standards are, what your non-negotiables are. Again, these aren't personal. These are literally things that you need in your relation in, from someone to have a healthy, successful relationship. So examples of, of standards um, that I am personally looking for in relationships are someone who is positive. They don't have to be positive all the time, but they definitely approach life and situations with a glass uh, half full, let's say, uh, point of view. So they, they look for the good as opposed to someone who is always looking at the negative or looking at what could go wrong or what would go wrong. Um, that is something that I really need in, in my life. It's, it's really, um, I like to think that I am a positive person. And so being around someone else who is positive is really uplifting and feels really good for me. Um, to be with someone who would be the opposite of that or to be um, negative or, or kind of look towards the bad or not the bad, but look towards the, the downfalls of a situation is really draining for me. I find it's, I'm always trying to lift them up, you know, trying to keep the positive positivity going. It's too much of a gap. It's too much of a strain. We're on kind of two different ends of the spectrum here. And it requires a lot of energy to even meet halfway. Something else that is a, a standard of mine is someone who is empathetic. I really need someone who is empathetic to not only me and my needs, but to the world around them, who just has an empathetic nature in them. Someone who is patient and someone who is looking for a team, looking for a partnership. Like I explained before, someone who is positive or in a negative mindset, if you 
are looking for someone who wants to be part of a team and wants to be part of a partnership and you come across someone who, let's say, likes to be solo, thinks that being part of a team or a partnership is a threat. Again, we're all trying to keep ourselves safe and comfortable and in a in familiar territory. And if someone thinks that being in a team or a partnership is a threat to their safety or to their well-being or to their very existence of life and how they function, do you know how draining that is going to be? And that is never going to go away. You can also see how this has these standards are not personal. These are, these are not something that is wrong with a person or something that is um, that they're not enough. These are these are just needs and wants that you have. And if someone can't fulfill them, then it's not going to be a healthy, fulfilling relationship for you, no matter how you try. And I'm, I say this, you know, people can change. And of course, expressing these needs and wants, expressing what your standards are, are also mandatory. You know, you can't just go on, like, again, expecting that someone is going to know your needs and wants. That is up to you to also communicate them. But when you're dating someone and when you're getting to know them, they're either going to meet your standards or they're not. And dating and sobriety, that is very, very clear and very obvious because guess what? you don't have alcohol to, to kind of um, dull that or to fill in the gaps of fantasy or to, you know, think that, oh, they can change or they can morph into and provide these needs and wants that, that I have. I'm not saying that people can't change. People change all the time. However, if that is not a standard practice for them, that's going to take a lot of work for both of you. Like a lot. When you could just accept reality, which is much easier to do when you were not drinking, um, and find someone else and date someone else. Standards are here so that you find that person so that you find someone who meets your needs and wants. Having these standards in place, you know, if you are looking for a long-term monogamous relationship, it only takes one person. It only takes one person to fill and find these things. It's okay if someone maybe meets seven out of 10, you're going to find someone who is going to meet all of them. You really are. And just because someone can't live up to your standards does not mean that they do not love you. It does not mean that you are not enough. It does, has absolutely zero reflection on you. It does not mean that you are needy. It does not mean that you are too picky. Girl, get picky. If anything, we are not picky enough. And this is why 
we find women in these unfulfilling relationships because they have ignored their standards. They have put their needs and wants on the back burner. And this, this happens all the time. This isn't new information. We put our needs and wants on the back burner because we don't want to be alone. That for some reason, being um, with someone who doesn't meet our, our needs and, and, and wants is better than being alone. And that is that definitely does not stand the test of time. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you can also still be lonely with someone and in a relationship. So it's really up to you. What do you want? Do you want to be in a happy, healthy, fulfilling relationship? Great. Then get really, really certain on your standards and your needs and wants in a relationship. And I guarantee you, you will find someone to have a healthy, happy, fulfilling relationship with. This is the number one mistake I see. Um, and a lot of people, <clears throat> you know, are afraid to set these, these standards. They're afraid because it looks like it cuts down the dating pool. And it absolutely does. Like I said before, we're looking for one. We're looking for one person. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. Again, if you're in a monogamous or looking for um, a long-term committed relationship, you're looking for one person right now. That's all you have to do. And it's good if you weed some people out. That's great. You're just, that just means that you're getting clearer and clearer on what you need and what you want. That is the name of the game. That is how this is supposed to go. You're not supposed to have these earth-shattering you know, connections. You're not supposed to bend over backwards or morph yourself or make all these concessions just to be in a relationship. That isn't love. And if you are doing that, you're selling yourself short. You really are. 
So let's answer a couple of questions around dating. This is a good one. So I know a lot of us are using apps these days. It, I, I, it's a fantastic way to, to meet people. Um, I love it. Do I tell someone before I meet them that I don't drink? Listen, I have done this both ways and I'm going to tell you, just tell them. Be honest, be upfront. And if someone doesn't wanna meet you because you don't drink, guess what? It's not meant to be. That is not your person. No one that is for you will have an issue with you being sober. Or you when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Are you not drinking? I think being, I've, I've done it both ways. I have definitely uh, refrained from, from telling someone that I don't drink and then meeting them out at a bar and then being like, yeah, surprise, like I'm going to have a Diet Coke. Um, I also don't think it's fair to that person. You know, if, let's be honest, like, <laughs> It's normal to drink. It's just normal in our society to drink alcohol. As adults, like, that is something nine out of ten alcohol uh, alcoholics, that is something, it is true for alcoholics, but that is something that most adults do partake in. Um, and so I think it is also unfair to that person to not be upfront and honest and what do you have to lose? Like, you haven't met this person yet. You can't take any of this personally because they don't even know you. I think, I think by, by not telling them, and I'm, I'm speaking from my past experience, I think by not telling them and, and showing up and being like, well, you know, I don't drink, like, surprise. I think I was putting an expectation, an unnecessary expectation on them and myself and kind of like convincing myself that, oh, well, if they just knew me or if they just saw me that like, even if they 
they they cared that I wasn't drinking, that if they knew me and knew how like great of a person I was and, or like how attractive I was, um, that that would change their mind. And that's actually kind of like, kind of manipulative if you think about it. Like, I think showing up, being your honest self, you know, having those standards, being a person that doesn't drink and letting someone know that that's what's up. There's no fault in that. Like, how can you actually fault someone for being honest and being transparent in who they are? It's very vulnerable. I definitely get that. And I can get how it it feels like rejection if someone doesn't necessarily want to meet up because you don't drink. But I also think it was like, if I was dating someone and they didn't tell me that they had kids, let's say, for example, and I didn't necessarily want to be in a relationship with someone who had kids, I would feel a little blindsided. Like, I would be a little annoyed that they've wasted my time and their time and not be honest and upfront that they have kids. Because if I don't like kids, this isn't going to go anywhere. So what's the point, right? So... The name of the game here is being upfront, honest, first of all, with yourself about what your needs and wants are, setting those standards for yourself and, and, being, and executing them with being upfront and honest. Um, another question. What do you do on a date? So literally anything. (laughs) The answer to this question is literally anything. Um, Going to a bar or just going out for drinks is so boring. (laughs) Like if you actually think about it, like, great. I wonder how this is going to turn out. Um, Going on a walk is always nice. Um, I think one of my favorite dates of all time This was such a fantastic idea. Um, You know those tourist bus that go around around your city? Um, Sometimes they're called like hop on, hop off. They're super touristy. Sometimes they're like double-decker old-school buses and they're like red or bright colors. Um, I went on a date and we went on one of those buses and it was so amazing to, first of all, not be driving we're both you know paying attention we're both talking we're also seeing the amazing sights around the city learning things because there's a person you know talking about the history and the culture of the city that you're driving through and then you can jump off and like walk around like little neighborhoods or walk around little attractions where they drop you it is such a fun such a fun fun date. I love that. So doing something like that, um, go have experiences, like go somewhere that you like have maybe always wanted to go in the city. Maybe it's like this cool coffee shop or a cool donut shop or something fun. Um, we all know what happens in bars. People drink. Great. Um, let's try, try and think out the box here. We can do it. Bike rides, 
um, bowling, golf. It's really fun <laughs> to watch someone struggle at trying to hit a golf ball. It's also like, it also shows their character, right? Like if someone doesn't have humility and can't have a good time or like joke with themselves and that's a something that is a standard for you, boom, right there. Probably not going to work out. So think of dates where you can actually learn, you know, from about the person that you're seeing. Okay. Another question. Um, okay, this is kind of a kind of a question, kind of a statement. Um, what if I am boring, or what if someone perceives me as boring, or if I have an issue if I tell them that I don't drink? Well, long story short that isn't your person. Someone who is going to think that, who is not even going to give you a chance, who maybe actually doesn't want that. Let's just, let's just put it out there. Like maybe someone doesn't want someone who doesn't want to drink. I've definitely run into that. And I got to say, like, I also have to commend them on their honesty and, and what they need and want right? We're all, again, we're all trying to keep ourselves safe and we're responsible for our own needs and wants. You can't say, like, that's not rejection. Again, someone hasn't even met you, hasn't even got to know you, doesn't know anything about you, doesn't actually know who you are as a person. But if that's something, something that they need or want and they they want a partner who drinks alcohol? Cool. Good for them. That is not you. Let's move on. Um, let's address the boring part. I, this comes up all the time. Um, why is drinking the only interesting thing in your life? I think that's what I have to ask. Why do you need alcohol to feel like you are interesting? And most of the time it comes down to, well, I have more energy. I have better stories. Um, I'm funnier. And this all comes back to, okay, so you're a better performer. <laughs> Why do you have to perform? Why do you have to be the monkey with the symbols, clapping the symbols? Why do you need to provide entertainment on this date and in any relationship? That is the real question. Why? Do you do it for control? Do you do it so that you can manipulate people into liking you or think that you're fun? Also, Boring is not the worst thing in the world to be called. Like, I think boring is kind of underrated, to be honest. Um, <laughs> we're all concerned. We're so concerned about being fun. Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be um, worth my time and energy? Maybe. I don't know. But why 
what if it's not fun? Like what, what's, what's the worst that could happen, I guess? What if you're boring? What if it's not as fun as you thought it would be? Okay, then it's not and we move on. And maybe it's the connection, maybe it's just an off day, but you are not here to perform. That is not your, your job. You're not here to entertain. That is so much pressure that you're putting on yourself. What if they're boring? What if they're drinking and they're still boring? What does it matter? When you actually find someone that you are genuinely interested in, they will be they'll be interesting to you. And maybe they'll be boring at some times, but you're still going to find them attractive. You're still going to find something that is attractive and appealing to them. Don't worry. I'm boring all the time. And I still go on dates. It's all good. (laughs) So that being said, I hope these three kind these tips or these this three kind of checklist uh, helps you to navigate dating and as you can see that these tips really have nothing to do with the other person and they have everything to do with you starting you know with really managing our expectations and creating some standards for ourselves You know, we, especially as women, we need to find our standards and not be so concerned if the other person is going to find us attractive or find us interesting or find us boring or what they think of us. What do you think of you? You know, you're the person that you have to come home with. You are the person who has to navigate through dates and these relationships So how do you want to show up? What are you looking for? What are you going to get out of this relationship? Because I got to say, you are pretty damn awesome all on your own. So my goal for you is to find someone who who is that cherry on top because you are already a whole complete package. You are a powerhouse woman. So I want you to build your list of standards. Well, actually, first of all, let's back it up. I want you to answer these three questions. Number one, are you ready to date? Do you have the capacity, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, do you have the energy to date right now? Number two, what do you want? What are you looking for in a relationship? Do you want monogamy? Do you want to just date? Do you want to hook up? Do you want a long-term relationship? What are you looking for in a relationship? And number three, the most important piece of this puzzle. What are your standards for a relationship? What are your needs and wants for a relationship that is going to create a happy, healthy partnership between you and another person. This isn't about them personally. 
This is about you and what you need and want. Like I said, you are already a whole complete person. Someone is going to have to be really special, meet those standards and add to your life. That is what relationships are about. We complement each other. We bring out the best in each other. So answer those three questions and those three, I guess, prompts, if you will. And let me know how your sober dating and your dating sober extravaganzas go. I can't wait to hear. Make sure to follow and like and subscribe. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Uh, Hit me up with your dating experiences on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide. And head over to asobergirlsguide.com. Like I said before, being in relationships are like mirrors. They can trigger us, they can push our buttons, but they are on a learning and a growing experience. You will always learn something about yourself from a relationship. Head to asobergirlsguide.com for our amazing programs, our coaching programs, and our Sober Girl Social Club. Get in front of other people, get those mirrors going, and let's learn about ourselves. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.